I just became intensely even more mad at God. I became so mad and so depressed that I started living on the streets. I became a street alcoholic and a street drug addict, and I would basically drink and pass out. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Leg. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about the phenomenon of corrective family scripts, which basically means how some of us live and determine that we will never be like our parents. (laughs) And the worst thing is when we discover that we become just like them. Why is that? Today, we will have Jared Calhoun, who had a difficult situation growing up. He vowed to never be abusive and violent like his father, but he ended up becoming the very exact same type of person. It horrified him of what he had become. But then Jesus set him free from the problems that he and his father and further generations dealt with. Jared, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Jared, I'm glad to have you with us because I understand that you vowed never to be an alcoholic like your dad. What were you experiencing as a child to say something like this? Yeah, my dad, he was just a very abusive, violent, raging alcoholic. The best way I can describe him is he just had rage. He would come home at night and he would just start beating me for no reason at all. And it would just go on until he got wore out. So it was usually for nothing and it went on for long periods of time. I just developed this anger towards God because sometimes... I knew my dad was coming home, and I would ask God, please help me. Please don't let this happen to me, and it happened to me. And so because of that, I just developed this anger towards God. And you know how, like, some people, like, if they're in a bad situation, they'll be like, you know, God, just help me get out of this. You know, just help me get out of this, and I'll never do this again. Well, I wouldn't do that. I was just mad at God, and I figured I would just do everything on my own since I thought he never helped me. Oh, my gosh. How long did the abuse happen? And when did it start? Well, I can't remember exactly when it started, but it went on throughout my whole life until about 16. My dad wind up just kind of taking off and leaving when I was 16. Uh-huh. Probably started when I was five or six years old and then all the way up until 16. Mm. So it's pretty much your whole childhood you were going through this. Now, I understand that you followed that model unknowingly at the age of 18. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I was just always angry at my dad, and I just swore to myself that I would never be like that man. And, you know, one day, I'm like 18 or 19 years old, and I realized I had turned out exactly like him. I was very violent. I was abusive towards women, disrespectful towards them, and just very angry. I became scared because of it, and I started going to AA meetings. And when I went to the AA meeting, they told me that I needed a higher power, that I needed God in my life. And I had a problem with that because of my dad. They told me that look back over your life and you'll be able to see where God has helped you in your life. And I tell you what, I was driving home that night and it was like kaboom. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. I could see exact instances in my life 
where God had put good people in my life. Like throughout my life, I was very athletic and I had these coaches, these good Christian men that were my coaches and they would speak to me and help me and just be good role models for me. And there was strategic people that I could see throughout my life where God had put them. And I could also see where God had protected me and he had saved me a few times in my life. And so I kind of got on a, like a, a spiritual high because of that. But something very interesting happened, like right after that, just a month or two after I had that experience, I was lying at home in my bed, and then all of a sudden, it was like a boom. I heard a loud boom, but there was nothing there. It was just inside of my head, and then I could feel like this intense fear come over me. And then right after that, I had a repressed memory come back, and I could remember being molested by my father. And it was so intense, it was so painful for me that I could just remember it starting to happen, and then my mind just blocked it out. So I became mad at God all over again. I just became intensely even more mad at God. I became so mad and so depressed that I started living on the streets. I became a street alcoholic and a street drug addict, and I would hold up a sign that said homeless, need money, hungry, and people would give me money, and I would basically drink and pass out, and I would rarely talk to people. I went through a couple years where I just didn't say anything to anybody. I was just so angry. Mm, That is sad. So close to giving God a chance and then giving up on everything. I mean, this was the moment when you were stuck in a place of never being able to change. Here you were, homeless, on the streets, hating God, hating your own life. How did you deal with all these emotions you were having at this time? Well, I felt miserable. I almost felt like I was in jail inside of my mind and my body. You know, it's just like I was stuck inside myself. I was just this miserable thing, you know, and just angry. That's how I felt. And I felt hopeless. I felt like this is how I was going to be, and this was all that was going to happen to me in my life, and that I was just consigned to be a loser just like my father. So as you're at your end, your rock bottom, as they say, I understand you saw something that changed your course with God. What happened? Well, I was hitchhiking through Eureka, California. I just got to a point where I was just hitchhiking from small town to small town, just trying to run away from everything. But I walked through an alley in Eureka, California, and there was a sign on the alley, and it said Miracle Alley. And inside that alley was Teen Challenge, which is an adult Christian drug and alcohol program. And they just took me right in. And God spoke to me through the Bible. Uh And he didn't speak to me in an audible voice, but it was an inner voice. And it was through reading his word. And the word was in John 12, 32. And that's where Jesus says, when I am lifted up, I will draw men unto me. As he words that in that paragraph, it's almost like he's not speaking to anybody. It's almost like he just says it right out of the blue. And when I read that, I realized he's talking directly to me. Basically, what he was saying is, I know that you have gone through a lot of hard stuff, but I came to this earth and I was crucified on the cross for you. I went through something even worse than you went through, and I went through it personally for you to save you. And I was instantly reconciled with him. I couldn't believe that he would actually come to this earth and do what he did on the cross for me. 
And I just gave my heart to him, my life to him. And I just had this peace come over me, just this peace about my life. And I started feeling joy again. I started having happiness again. I started having hope in my heart because as I read the Bible more, I realized that he wanted to use my life. Mm. He wanted to take all these things that had happened to me and he wanted to turn them around and use them for his good. And so my life had just become so exciting. What an incredible encounter with God. But how does knowing God, like being reconciled to him, how does this change the fact that you had become just like your earthly father? I mean, did you just become another drunk that professes the name of Jesus? Can you explain this? You know, it was a process, and instantly I was reconciled with him, and I understood what he had done for me on the cross, and I gave my life to him. But, you know, it wasn't easy after that. He slowly started teaching me how to deal with my emotions. Mm -hmm. I never learned how to deal with my emotions. And in the Team Challenge program, you're going to have a lot of situations where you're going to learn to deal with your emotions. I just learned through prayer, and I just learned to lean on Him. And I just became very intimate in prayer. I would get up in the morning and just spend, you know, like 30 minutes just talking to him and asking him to help me with certain things in my life. And he started teaching me in different situations how to handle my emotions. Mm. Yeah, It was a process. It was a slow process. And it's something that I'm still working on today. But you wouldn't even recognize me from the person that I was and right now. Praise God for Teen Challenge to really walk you through the process of discipleship. How can someone who's addicted to something, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's alcohol, like what is the first step towards freedom that they can take? What would you say to them? Yeah, I would just tell them to call out to God. Say, God, if you're there, I need to know it. I need you to show yourself to me. And he will. I'll tell you what, it'll blow your mind. Praise God, Jared. Your story is so encouraging. Thank you again for sharing with us this mighty power you discovered to change your destiny. God bless you, Jared. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk more about why we tend to repeat our family patterns behavior, even if we try so hard not to, right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA. And that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this is interesting that Jared vowed to himself to never be like his father and then ended up doing the same exact thing. You know, why is that? It's really relatable because people have moments in their lives growing up where they experience something very painful from their parents. But in moments of reflection, they say in their hearts, I will never be like my father or I will never be like my mother. Have you ever said anything like that before? 
This is an example of someone who's trying to live a corrective life script, meaning they're trying to correct their lives or to not duplicate the mistakes of their parents. But that's easier said than done. And for Jared, without even knowing, he ended up duplicating the life mistakes that his father made. There's a lot of beliefs on this. Some believe that it's genetic. Others believe it's family curses or something called generational curses. For Jared, the only way out was giving his life to Jesus Christ to get set free. But how does that actually work? Is it genetic or some type of spiritual tendency to sin? The answer is to become entirely new. Jesus spoke of this power in our spirits to be renewed or like to start over. It's written in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person right now who's saying, Gosh, Lord, I don't know what to do about my problems. I need a new start. I need to be born again. Jesus, make us born again, Lord. Make us new and let the old pass away. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. See you next time.